Sarah Capisi here, and welcome back to Cultural Conversations. In this series, we've now covered the evaluating, disagreeing, communicating, persuading, and scheduling culture map scales. Today, we continue with two more of Aaron Meyer's scales, leading and trusting. Let's get started. Leading. Social psychologist Geert Hofstad first developed the term power distance to describe the distribution of power in organizations. Questions related to power distance include, how is authority distributed? Is only one person in charge? Is it acceptable for an employee to talk to his boss's boss? The leading scale attempts to answer these questions with egalitarian on one end of the scale and hierarchical on the other end. Hierarchical. Yeah, that'll take me some practice. Hofstede says that egalitarian cultures value decentralized decision-making and participative leadership. Aaron Meyer adds to this by noting that in egalitarian organizations, quote, communication often skips hierarchical lines, end quote. For instance, a brand new analyst could share ideas or even attend lunch with the partner and vice versa. In contrast, hierarchical organizations believe that there should be a clear distance between boss and employee. Organizations with hierarchies have definitive levels of authority. It would be highly unusual and possibly even discouraged to openly disagree with your boss or talk to your boss's boss. Researchers at Harvard Business School recently explored hierarchical and egalitarian societies. An interesting note HBS makes is that as humans, we tend to be quite comfortable with hierarchies. We are born to parents and are given advice from parents, grandparents, teachers, etc. Respect for elders is often the norm. However, there has been recent emphasis on egalitarian leading styles in organizations. This emphasis creates increasingly flat, authoritative organizations with increased perception of equal power among each member of the organization. So, where do different countries fall on the scale? The U.S. tends to be slightly more egalitarian than hierarchical. Latin American and Asian countries gravitate towards the hierarchical side of the scale. European countries are spread across the board. We wanted to hear international students' perspectives on leading style in their home country and the U.S., so we asked students if they noticed a hierarchy within the classroom and if students felt comfortable asking questions. Their responses were very interesting. Two students from Brazil, Bruno and Felipe, described the distance between students and professors in their interviews. Here's what Felipe said. We have to remember that democracy in Brazil is pretty, it's still like in its early stages. You know, uh, actually we we had a a dictatorship in Brazil um, just, what, 20-something years ago? It was right before I, I, I was born, so up to 1988, we had a, 
a dictatorship in Brazil. So our school system is pretty, especially public schools, you know, they, they, they always started during the, the dictatorship in Brazil. So maybe that's why our system is so rigid, because it started there when people ha had like very little opinions, you know, people didn't have very much uh, flexibility and freedom to choose what to do. So it was, it was always like imposed by, by the political system. So yeah, I would say that that's probably why we have such a, a frigid, you know, like a rigid education system in Brazil. Bruno mentioned this. I think it, it could happen in uh, like his history, geography class, but in engineering, it's so hard to confront a professor. Like I couldn't imagine myself confronting a calculus teacher, a professor or a electromagnetics professor, because we feel there is this uh, distance between the students and the professors, mm -hmm. at least in the undergrad. Here in the MBA, I noticed that sometimes many students have some uh, some thoughts that may not be the same as the professor. But we have some professional experience as well. We, so we are, more, more, we are closer. And Maria from Colombia shared the following. Yeah, so I went to a, to a high school that was very liberal, you can talk. Mm -hmm. And so we will call the professor by their first name and we'll just ask questions and, you know, fight back and stuff. But then I came here to school and it was a little bit more like, it was a different structure. It was not such a close relationship. Mm -hmm. And Americans don't hug or kiss or touch. And so that was like a little bit weird for me. But then I went back and I was doing my master's in one of like very good uh, universities in Colombia. And people will not ask questions mm -hmm. and they will not raise their hands and they will always call the professor professor, not even their last name. And so I realized traditional Colombian educational system, it's way more structured and more hierarchical. Hierarchical? Is that the right word? Hierarchical. hierarchical. There uh, you go. <laughs> Hard words in English. So it's more hierarchical. And so you have the professor on top, and he is going to just pour his knowledge to you. Mm -hmm. And by osmosis, you're going to get it because you're not allowed to, like, it's not common to ask questions or even to do, like, hands-on homework. I thought it was interesting that Maria's experience in private school was quite different from her experience in public school. It's a reminder that while there are certainly cultural norms within countries, we need to realize that no single person is the same or views things in the exact same way. Harris from Bosnia and Herzegovina shared his experience simply. You, you can't really question them or you, you can't question, you know, what what they teach so it's it's really hard and then they can just fail you for you know for no reason here's an excerpt from our interview with shindi from japan one of the more hierarchical countries in the world so did students feel comfortable asking questions or no it, it kind of depends usually yes but it's gonna be like uh, some related sub subject related questions so you can ask questions it's not you can ask questions, but it's not like a conversation. You ask them, you learn those kind of interactions. You know, 
when the class starts, um, every all the kids stand up, bow, and that's how they, we start the class. Um, so we have a respect to the teacher. On the other hand, um, here in the United States, like my professor was like, you can just call me Bob, you know? And I'm like, what? You know, I want to call you like professor, but like he was like, I can call you Bob. <laughs> I mean. So what role does the leading scale play in the business world? Meyer says that, quote, once you understand the power distance messages your actions are sending, you can make a more informed choice about what behaviors to change, end quote. As business professionals, we should conscientiously think about the historical and cultural factors that affect the leading style of the office we are in. Once we've determined whether the office, country, or people we are working with gravitate towards hierarchical or egalitarian structure, we can change our style in order to better motivate, better understand, and better lead those around us. In hierarchical environments, remember that the most authoritative figures have just as much responsibility to protect their subordinates as those subordinates have to obey their superiors. Know your role and play it well. Myers suggests the following. 1. Communicate with the person at your level. 2. If you need to talk to someone at a different level, get permission first. And 3. When emailing, address the recipient by last name. In egalitarian environments, make an effort to use first names. Give equal weight to each person's opinions. Don't be offended if your technical subordinates take your boss to lunch. Meyer says to 1. Go directly to the source when you need something, and two, when emailing, address the recipient by first name. Up next, trusting. The trusting scale examines how individuals build trust with others. There are two main types of trust, cognitive and affective. Cognitive trust is built on someone else's accomplishments, performance, etc. If someone works well or does an assignment correctly, you know that they are reliable and consistent. Therefore, you trust them. Affective trust, on the other hand, is built through friendship, camaraderie, and emotional closeness. You feel comfortable around another individual and feel empathetic towards them. Thus, you trust them. In task-based societies, you don't need a personal connection to conduct business. Relationships are quickly made and quickly broken. In relationship-based societies, relationships take time. There is a deeper emotional connection between individuals. Relationships are not easily broken. We saw evidence of relationship-based learning in our interview with Maria from Colombia. I learn better when I actually do this stuff mm -hmm. and I have human interaction. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's very good to like review with some like classmates and like do that. And I think that's a very social component of the Colombian culture. We're just, I want to talk it over with you and mm -hmm. I'll talk it over with somebody else and we'll just like practice all together and laugh and like study together. 
And at the end of the day, it's more about the interpersonal relationship. And, like, study comes second. Like, you're going to figure it out. But we're, you're, you know, working on a friendship while we're studying. Um, and so I think that's a different view of I just want to get an A and gonna want to get the highest percentage in the class. Like, yeah, it's competitive, but I think the fact that we're more social in that sense mm-hmm. changed the way I approach yeah. learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would rather do, like, a team group project mm-hmm. than, like, a single prison project. We discovered the importance of relationships in India from Tanisha. So I think relation relationship is a huge, huge part of business. Like, if you want growth... you whether it be like hierarchical growth in terms of like progression in your career or whether it just be like externally building relationship with other businesses and other people outside um either ways relationships hold a great value like you've got to be empathetic towards other people you've got to be um ready to respect their experiences and listen to their things so yeah definitely uh, i think it's 99% relationships and 1% other things. David from Costa Rica shared his experiences with both task-based and relationship-based cultures this way. One of the things I found with American American culture is that it's, how do I say that? I mean, if I were a very emotional person, I would say it's very cold. Um, it's like we do business, but I may not be very interested in your life and your personal life, what you're doing. I think our culture is more, I'd say, I don't know if it's emotional, emotional is the word. Um, I think it's more relationship related, if that, that makes sense. So you first need to make a connection on a more personal level in order to do business successfully. American culture is not that way. It's more like efficiency, effectiveness. If you do the job, it's more a competency-based business culture. So, um, yeah, back back home, it is, um, it's more uh, usually have to be friends with people so that you can do business um, the right way. So as an example, I had a, I had a, a manager that he one of my very very best managers he, he and jobs he he really tried to make a connection with me he was a costa rican as well so we would go out to eat together um we would um like joke around and fool around and maybe like it was fun right it, it was fun and i think that really um says something about our culture right we we, we need to make a personal connection first here, I don't see that. Um, people act professionally and they do business even without that. So, for example, I had a good friend uh, who was my manager. He's an American. He worked back in Costa Rica. Uh, so, how, let me, let me, how can I say this? Um, so, this is an American manager in Costa Rica. And he would, um, like whenever we would talk or he would ask me something to do like a job um, whenever I did it he was like okay thank you and that's it like no more feedback okay done great that's it Uh, when a Costa Rican boss would do that he would be more flattering like hey you did this very well and then we talk a lot Latins speak a lot and we need 
to say a lot of things. Uh, we need to say a lot of words to say something. Um, another experience with, with him, and this is something I lacked. I, I do like about American culture is I had I, I had one boss. Um, he was my manager. And once I arrived late at work. So he he was very mad. He was really, really mad. And he said, if you do it once more, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll, no, he said, I'll fire you. Right. If you imagine, I mean, he was a cool guy, but when he was mad, he was like Donald Trump. He was, he was, he was this like very aggressive character in words. I mean, he, his words were, and we were friends. I mean, we were friends. That's the thing. We were friends. He hired me. I arrived late. He was very mad. He said, I'll fire you. But he was really mad. In our culture, whenever you say something like very, depending on how you take it, you, you feel offended very easily so I was offended for, for the whole day and I didn't speak to him um, a few hours later after that event we were on the same car he was riding and he just started joking again and, and just being himself uh, and and I was I was offended I was silent I wouldn't speak to him I was I was mad but I, I was irresponsible too right I arrived late so, but he he had this like switch I mean job related stuff I'll fire you if you're late, but we're still friends, and we will joke. And, and so, I the thing that I like about American culture is that you you have this separation of, of business and, and friendship. So if you're really friends, you're gonna be friends, right? Um, if you mess up the business part, then you're messing up just that part. In our culture, if you offend me on a personal level, then that may that means that on a business level you also strained your relationship. So that's strikingly different. We found another quite interesting notion that was repeated in our interviews. Several participants mentioned how friendly American students are. Students talked about how strangers on the street will just often smile and ask, How are you? While this may indicate that the US is a relationship based society, the U.S. is, in fact, very task-based. Although many Americans are friendly compared to other cultures, they do not often continue to cultivate relationships. Where do other countries fall on the scale? Russia, Brazil, India, and China are all very relationship-based. European countries vary in their position on the scale. In the past, global business emphasized task-based trust. More recently, however, businesses are emphasizing relationship-based trust. To effectively build trust in a relationship-based culture, try to find similar interests with your colleagues. Be your true self and open up. Spend more time at meals getting to know those you work with. If you find yourself in a more task-based culture than your own, don't be offended when your colleagues don't want to talk about their personal life or the relationship ends quickly. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Join us next week as we talk about belief systems and their impact on culture, learning, and business. For more information about global business and culture, visit www.internationalhub.org and be sure to subscribe to our podcast.